You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail at not of the scribe and at locked on Hornets. And you can find not on Twitter again at not of the scribe where he says crazy things. Like I kind of think Nick Batum is the most valuable player in the league, which sounds and looks so much worse in print than I even remember it sounding yesterday on the podcast. Not hold on, hold on. We're gonna, You're just going to, before we even <laughs> go, go there, we're going to just take my quote completely out of context and make me look like the idiot and make me look like the loon. Well, you know what? Again, go back and listen to that podcast. Not just because we need the downloads, but I need you to listen to everything in context, folks. I said it from a contract value. Again, there are 280 characters and some unnamed faceless Twitter account wants to quote (laughs) me on this and then try to make me look bad. And you know what? I'm not here for it. I'm not going to stand for this anymore, Walker. I Again, I am taking bows and slings and arrows for a quote that if you listen, it makes sense. Yeah. What's funny is, yes, it's our buddy, the Carolina Sports Despair at Sports Despair. And what's funny if is if, if you were to ask most Charlotte Hornets Twitter, who is the guy that would put that tweet out into the universe? It would be Nada. People would say Nada is the one defending Nick Batum. You know you'd be the number one answer, right? Yes, I would be the number one <laughs> answer. But you know, again, hold on. Here's the thing. I gave that up to, like a year and a half ago. I couldn't <laughs> defend him. I waved the white flag. You don't shake that reputation. Nobody allows you to shake that reputation. Clearly. And again, that's not fair to me. Um, I think it's completely fair to you. The fact that you held on hope so long and then you were defending him just like you did. And it's funny for Carolina sports despair to put that out there. So yes, it was hilarious. I just forgot you even saying that it didn't even register to me real time. I think it's got so used to your love for Nick Batum. Um, and then it was so much worse to see in print. Nada, let's get into what we're going to talk about today and stop making fun of you as much as I Please. enjoy it. Um, Matt Moore on Twitter, a part of the Action Network, actually put out a article and a graphic um, where Points Bet USA had all of the team's winning percentages, the over, under, and where they put them for next year. And what Matt Moore did was he kind of put them in this easy to see and easy to read 82 game projection table with all of the teams listed. And so, you know, he writes up, which is kind of funny. The NBA season just ended. We have no idea when the next season will begin. We don't even know when free agency will start and what the cap number will be set at. We don't know a whole bunch of things basically. And then he says, but it's never too early to bet on the NBA season. Uh, yes, it is. It's entirely too early to bet That's on the degenerate next NBA behavior. Season. <laughs> it's extreme degenerate behavior because we have zero clue what everything is going to look like, especially without the first rounders in the rotation quite yet and not knowing who those NBA draft picks are and how they're going to be utilized in the rotation. Uh, but I found this interesting because of where the Hornets are in this 82 game projection and where their winning percentage is placed at least for next season. So you look at the top of the NBA, Milwaukee, 
their 82 game projection is 56. The Lakers at 53 and a half, the Clippers at 53 and a half, the Celtics at 53, the Nuggets at 50. Those are the only teams that have an 82 game projection of 50 or above. Maybe you don't even play 82 games, by the way. This is just the kind of protect, yes. uh, projection that the Action Network has in place. Then you scroll all the way down to the bottom, nada. And that's where you find the Hornets. And you have to scroll a little bit further than I might have thought you would, um, which Mm -hmm. is kind of true and kind of not. But anyways, so the Charlotte Hornets action network actually has them at a 31.7 win percentage, which would project out to 26 wins over an 82 game season in this graphic where they are projected to win 32 games next year. And where Charlotte Hornets is or where they are at 26, that would just be a half game above the New York Knicks at 25 and a half game projection. Mm -hmm. And only one game above the final two teams on the entire list, including all the NBA with Detroit and Cleveland. Now we've done this already. Nada, we already went into last season where there were tons and tons of NBA pundits saying that the Charlotte Hornets would be the worst team in the NBA. And they were surprising where they only finished one spot below where they did the year prior when Kimball Walker, an all-star, was on the roster. And yet still, even after that, the Charlotte Hornets come in with a 26-win projection as far as an 82-game season goes. What do you make of where the Charlotte Hornets are listed, being half a game above the Knicks, one game above the Pistons and the Cavs, and a whole six games behind the Timberwolves, kind of solidly put them in, putting them in one bottom tier with those four teams in the NBA? I, at least they improved their win total over last year. That's the first thing I thought of. Like that, quite honestly, that's the first thing I thought of. Hey, 26 wins. That's not that bad. Um, I think these are skewed entirely too high. I kind of believe that these are skewed entirely too high. Um, the first, again, first look at it, 34 wins, even for Billy Donovan and the Bulls feels a little bit high. And, and, and just in terms of the, like the way the league is set up, there's going to be, I think, Again, there's some metrics that just for what they are, like, I'm just not sure that these are all going to be all that accurate. Now, I wouldn't I know they're going to regress to the mean, but being probably the fourth worst team in the league, I kind of don't see that. You know, it, it feels kind of like this team is going to be a little bit more competitive because, quite honestly, there are going to be a whole bunch of other teams that have hard decisions to make in terms of star power and what and whatnot. So this feels low. I, I'm not going to say they're going to win 35 games, 36 games, something like that. But 26 and fourth worst in the league? Nah, 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 homie. There's going to be at least a 20-win team this year. There's going to be a 20-win team. It's probably going to come from one of the delete eight teams. And I don't think it's going to be the Hornets. That's all I know. Well, the Hornets, the fact that they're in one bottom tier, you know, towards the very bottom is interesting to me because of where the Hornets finished last season. And then if you go to this next table that Matt Moore has, it's, it's he created what the wins were last season compared to what they should have been by using the simple rating system. And what Mm -hmm. that does is 
it from basketball reference, it identifies the strength of schedule versus the point differential last season, along with the Pythagorean win percentage to get a sense for how many wins each team actually should have gotten last year. And if you were paying attention to point differential for the Hornets last year, the Hornets had a very bad one, the kind that would suggest there's no way they should be winning all of these games. And in fact, when you look at their 2019-2020 SRS, the Charlotte Hornets came in at a minus seven. They should have lost seven more games last year than what they did, according to the simple rating system. That was actually just a little bit less than the Cavaliers who are a little bit worse as far as the minus also Golden State had a minus 8.12 and then I can't find any other teams that were past that no so the Hornets actually had um had the uh were third on that list as far as how many more games they should have lost in that one and that leads me to right like I mean even with all of these different NBA teams not knowing what they're dealing with um, it's entirely too early, despite what Matt Moore says to bet on the win projection for a lot yes. of these teams, because we don't have free agents. We don't have the draft picks. And, you know, this is a fun exercise, but specifically the Hornets. Because it was a mirage from some players. That's yeah. why you don't know if you should extend Devonte Graham or not. Is it more? Is he more the first half player or is he more the second half player? Or do you think he is going to regress to the mean or does he improve to be closer to the first half player? And then where does Miles Bridges go? Was PJ Washington closer to his ceiling? Do we have kind of that sophomore slump? Because we know that improvement is not on an escalator scale. It doesn't just constantly keep moving up. Mm-hmm. We know that it can be up and down. And we know that we have a bunch of different trajectories every once in a while. So the Hornets are kind of hard to gauge in that front because if Cody Zeller is going to be traded, we don't know Mm -hmm. if Terry Rozier is someone that could be traded. And when you talk about at the beginning of the season, um, you know, it makes it hard for sure, but also you just have all these different variables in the middle, which you do for a lot of different teams. I I just feel like when you're talking about this young of a overperformed their expectations, but could also, and and we're feeling good. Like we have a positive feeling about kind of the base of what the pillars could be. And yet this is still a team that I could see have a very similar to maybe even worse winning percentage next year, which makes it very weird with all these feelings that I have about this franchise. Like, that's the thing. Like I, for all of this, there are so many question marks and so many unknowns when we start talking to having these discussion, this discussion about this, that with the Charlotte Hornets, like, what if the unlikely happens and the Hornets draft a star this year? And again, that's not necessarily going to push them to playoffs. But if it pushes you, I don't know, the 30-31 wins, how dumb does this look? Also, for a team that won as many games as they as they did in the last, and it's something about that stat that bugs me, but that, again, the games that they should have won, the thing that bugs me the most might be the fact that we're talking about a team that won probably its most amount of games within one possession, and apparently they should have, they should have won more. Like, I, I don't know. I, I like, again, a lot of this feels like after the fact, the Monday morning quarterbacking with some data. But at the same time, I again, I understand why people are down going to be down on the Hornets next year. I kind of have prepared myself for that. At the same time, a lot of the reasoning behind it does not make any sense whatsoever. 
Well, I want to get more into that in the next segment, but first I do want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. And one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50, uh, 50% or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store that would actually be better for you at the same price? You can have rockauto.com at your hands ready to go. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go there right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. More on the Action Network table coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Then I clicked on M. Thomas. I'm like, who in the hell is M. Thomas? Matt Thomas is oh, his name. Oh, NBA legend, Matty Thomas. <laughs> he, he, Matt he Thomas. At all. I'm pretty sure Matt Thomas <laughs> served me at an Applebee's the other day. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So not if I forced your hand to bet on the 26 win total on a 82 game projected season, what would you say right now with everything you might think that happens? I'm asking you to bet the over under with the Hornets number being listed at 26. I am going honestly under, but not by much. Like I'm betting under, but I feel like they win 24, 25 games. So like, again, I see a scenario where they win more games, but they end up missing the number. And we don't know about injuries. We don't know if PJ gets hurt because the one thing that the Hornets had a lot of was injury luck last year. And again, one injury could derail anything very, very positive about this season. So I'm one of those that is kind of like under, but barely under. And even then it all really does depend. Again, we could be proven wrong because why? Because we have a, a drafting a star or get lucky and draft a star and a cornerstone player at 32. A lot of this really does depend on the draft. And I don't feel comfortable, but I'm going to say under for right now. Yeah, I feel like you're very much so mentally wrestling with what the Hornets are yes. going to finish in, in next season because of the way you ended last segment saying you don't see why people would say the Hornets are a lot worse, but you are going to say a little worse, even though you feel good. Uh, I feel like some people are doing that exact same thing with the Hornets. Look, they finished 23 and 42 this past season. They did not play 82 games. And so if they would have, they would have gotten to 26 wins and beyond. Uh, of course, with the metrics being there last season, you would have expected them to lose more, as we mentioned, and that could play out um, this year, despite having the third overall selection on your roster and um, despite maybe some players improving. I actually think the Charlotte Hornets are going to be over. I think 26 probably is a good number because they. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that is probably a good number. I, I'll say over. I believe in James Borrego. I, I believe in a lot of these players. Um, I, I look, I've told you I'll bet on Devonte Graham, right? I, I think Devonte is someone that I trust going forward. I don't know if he'll ever be the Mike Conley all-star where he doesn't get one, but everybody in the league calls him the, I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's ever that right. We're basically mm-hmm. talking about top 12, top 14 starting point guard, where he, where could he be? I think he can be a long-term starting point guard for this team with the shooting ability. 
Um, you know, it does scare me the fact that they were able to get those wins with a heavy reliance on Terry Rozier having so many clutch points. I don't expect him to replicate that stat. Devontae Graham having a few game winners. I don't know if I expect him to replicate that stat, but yeah. are they going to find themselves in that kind of situation more? Or are they going to be able to win their get their victories with a little bit more um, big, with with a bigger point differential? You know, I think that is something that could play out. And you know, I, I some of these second rounders got to take a step up, right? Like, yeah, some it, of them it, do. It, it's unfair to say McDaniel's is going to be a home run. Cody Martin is going to be a home run. Devontae is going to step up. PJ is going to be a nineteen point per game score. Everybody's going to take a step up. But it's fair for it, it's it's fair to say that some of them are. And yeah. if that's the case, and let's say that you do have Cody Zeller for a while, I think he is a absolute, um, you know, viable starter in this league. I, I like Cody Zeller as a, as a starting center. And so, you know, how, however long you have him playing until you trade him or if you trade him, I think this is going to be a roster that gets more than 26 wins and fails to make the playoffs, but still is, is a team that you like even at the end of the season. That's where I would go. I would yeah. go with that. And also, again, there's a whole bunch of this list that I kind of disagree with. We're assuming Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder with probably no Chris Paul right now, who's probably out of there. No Chris Paul. They're going to be a better team than the Charlotte Hornets. I don't see it. Do you see that one? Um, I mean, kind of. Yeah, to be honest with you, I would say OKC would be better. I know the Western Conference is tough, but you're talking about SGA still being there. We saw Dort take, you know, come out of nowhere last season. Yeah. I actually think, okay, he's going to be better that the teams let, let's do, let's do that. Let's, let's go do through that. that. Let's go through. Yeah. So you, you look at the Eastern conference first mm-hmm. and Atlanta is going to be a team. I expect to be better with only their 20 wins that they had last season. Um, okay. Uh, Chicago, I expect to be better with only having 22 wins, maybe 34, but 34, is 34 is way too high. Oh, okay. But all I'm doing is just trying to figure yeah. out which teams are going to have more wins than the Hornets. Like all the teams that had more wins than the Hornets last year, I think are safely below post podcast with Bill Simmons that they, they seem to think that Orlando might just be going through a fire sale where they just get rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless Orlando does that, then I expect all the teams that won more games in the Hornets to continue that. I think the wizards having Bradley Beal, um, yeah, I, man, the wizards are going to be tough, but I wizards certainly have a shot. I think Chicago is going to, and Chicago had less wins in the Hornets this past season by only just one victory. Um, you know, New York, uh, I think they're probably going to have less. Yes. Um, Atlanta's going to have more Detroit and Cleveland. Like, yeah, we're probably talking about three teams in the Eastern conference that I would expect to have less or maybe four pretty comfortably. Like I don't see the Hornets getting too many more wins than the teams that got more wins than them last year. I, I, I kind of agree with you, but there's always that team that takes a step back or isn't as good as we think they are. Like if, Let's say for just argument's sake that Indiana Indiana trades Oladipo and Turner. Do we like them? How much more do we like them than the Hornets? Oh, I st- I still like them. Right. I mean, I, I get I get what you're saying, but they still New have bonus. And we saw TJ Warren. I do like I mean, I do like the coach that they hired. Um and so when you're talking about the Pacers, I still think that's a team that's gonna get and, and not I'm looking at the Western Conference. The Western Conference is insane. Yeah, it, it really is. Like you bring up OKC, and without Chris Paul, 
they might go down in the standings where they finished fifth this past season. Mm -hmm. But I still expect them with the talent they have on the roster to be a better team than the Hornets. And then you go down all the way. So Golden State, 15 wins last year. Golden State is going to be better with all the guys coming back. Minnesota, Minnesota is going to be better as much as they have not been able to capitalize on the talent. Minnesota is going to be better. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, whoever this number one overall pick is going to be, unless they trade down, I expect Minnesota to be better. New Orleans already had more wins at 30 Sacramento, San Antonio, Phoenix, Memphis, Portland. And then we're getting into the playoffs. Like my God, it's going to be the three teams in the East that we're talking about. And nobody in the West, there's not going to be a team in the West that I expect to have a worse record or at least be significantly worse than the Hornets. Um, The West is insane. The West is insane, but that also means who's going to get unnecessarily brutalized to the point where they're going to have win totals that, again, they may be a better team than the Hornets. Their win totals may not show it. There's going to be at least one or two of those teams. Sacramento might be my pick, though, if we're going to talk about that. Sacramento might be my pick because yeah, if they trade like a buddy healed and Darren Fox continues to be the guy we, we, we want Darren Fox to be something so much more. And then eventually he just continues to, you know, stay where he is. Like, yeah. I, I could see that with that Sacramento. team is coached by Luke Walton Walker, I, at yeah, least for right. at least half of the season. <laughs> so there's a really good chance that they dramatically underperform or they mutiny quite early. And then that that's when it all gets interesting. So for me, I mean, Sacramento's my, might be my pick. The, another one, Houston. Houston might low-key bottom out. Not necessarily bottom out intentionally because they don't have any picks, but because, quite honestly, they're going to have to restructure that team because, we, as we all know, Tillman Fertitta is broke. Not, not, not necessarily me and you broke, but mil- billionaire broke. I'd love to be billionaire broke. He's not, so would me, I. he's not me and you broke. He's just billionaire broke. And at, if you were to bet on the Rockets, you would bet on the thing that would least likely happen trading Harden. I mean, Harden already is Harden by himself makes them a better team than what the Hornets are right now. But if they were to trade Harden, if they were to just trade PJ Tucker instead of, um, you know, letting him play the end of his contract and not signing him and trying to get something more for him instead. If they just decided to do the bottom out thing, as you mentioned, then okay, but you'd still be betting on the thing that would least likely happen. Oh, he, the Houston Rockets, by the way, they are on um, one of the best values listed by Matt Moore though, to take the under there because of some of those possibilities. I want to get into that's an easy bang, bang the under that's an easy 48 wins bang the under. Bang the All right, let's let's play that game. Let's play. You got really excited there. Like you, I think you've kind of shown some rockets hate the past couple of days. You called <laughs> Tillman Fertitta broke. You've kind of, you know, you've kind of scoffed at Daryl Morey being a good general manager. You're like, take the under on the Rockets wins. You got really excited. We're going to talk about that in the next segment, along with some of the other teams. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because they continue to have the amazing flavors that were the. 18 original flavors, but the 12 original flavors, I should say, but they've got six new ones that you should try out. Of course, Cherry Barcia, but also cookies and cream, apple almond crisp, so much more. Plus, despite all those delicious flavors telling you that it should be sweet, it should be sugary, there should be something that is an indulgence that's bad boy food. Instead, it's actually great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And bars are low calorie, low sugar, and high protein, while also being high fiber and great for a keto diet. The other thing that you can do is get a free cooler with a purchase at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com. 
and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. We've got one more segment to go. What are the best values as far as the win projections go next season? We'll talk about that next on Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a radar, <laughs> a radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, you're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from I'm from uh, Catawba County. Get so, them on the Raider. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. The under on the Rockets. So we've got eight values that stand out to Matt Moore the most as far as where the winning percentages are and whether you should take the over and the under. There are more teams to get to, but um, spending maybe a little bit more time on the Rockets. What Matt Moore has to say is one of the best coaches in NBA history is gone. One of the Mm -hmm. best general managers in NBA history is gone. Although Mm -hmm. I felt you roll your eyes. That's a Mm -hmm. lot of infrastructure to hold up your regular season gone overnight. Tillman Fertitta has sworn not to blow up the roster. However, as a man who has made it clear, (laughs) the pandemic has affected his business significantly. If things go sideways, there will be more change. And that's something that you've talked about quite a bit. I do. I mean, you got to find the Rockets season pretty fascinating heading heading into this because I don't know what they do as far as if if you want to get better than the Chris Paul days, continuing to fight for a championship. If you want to get, you know, better than. Um, just even retaining some of the guys last year. Like, is this a team that's going to get worse than what they were last year? Because Russell Westbrook continues to get older and that athleticism has to continue to decline. You know, I, I, it's going to be really tough for them to be a better basketball team than what they've Agreed. been, which then would lead them to God almighty. We know we're not going to be better. Do we just up? And then, you know, you just trade all of those guys in order to get your first round picks back and try to kind of go Kevin Costner draft day. I want my picks back. You don't have any. So I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, like it is a, it, it probably is a good bet. I would agree with you. I would agree with Matt Moore betting the under on the Rockets might be a good value for next season. The other one, um, are we also all certain that the Portland trail actually no Portland 43 and a half bang the over. Is Portland, that a value that he listed? I don't think it is, but again, I, for me, bang the over, especially if you're going to have Nurkic, if, especially if you're going to have Nurkic out there for a full season. Okay. That, that feels, that feels, um, that feels kind of strong solid. To you. Yeah. It feels kind of strong. The one, actually the one value that I disagree with him on is the uh, Denver Nuggets over six, 61% winning percentage. I, I don't see it. You're I saying th- the Denver Nuggets actually decline next year. Yeah, I, I think they take a step back because they're young. Um, he just basically goes with your boy, Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the analysis. That's the line that he has here with the Denver Nuggets after an incredible postseason run, going contrarian and playing the under on a 50-win pace seems sharp. However, there's a couple of things to note. One, the team didn't have anywhere near their full complement of players in the bubble, which took them from a 49-win pace to a 46 and uh, he also said the Nuggets will likely build off their postseason success by putting Jamal Murray into a more prominent position. You know, the Denver Nuggets, I don't I don't know if I'm strong one way or the other on them. If I had to choose, I'd probably take the over on the Denver Nuggets. I think they were projected at something like maybe in the low fifth them. They just continue to perform really well in mm-hmm. the regular season. So I would probably take the over on Denver. You're going with the under. 
Yeah, I am going with the under. I don't trust them. I, I, I legitimately do not trust them whatsoever. Um, and and, and again, ahead. I think they're young. I just think they're young and there's going to be some turnover to them. Um, one other thing, look, you've talked about the Chicago Bulls a couple of times at 34 wins. One of the best values for Matt Moore is saying to take the over with Chicago. He says the Bulls were one of the easiest marks for the over last season and yet drastically underperformed. They gave up 111 points, 111 points per 100 possessions with Zach Levine on the floor for the vast majority of their minutes and still finished ninth in defensive rating. Former head coach Jim Boylan deserves a lot of credit for getting a young defensively compromised roster to play fence. And yet the Bulls underperform massively with an expected win total for a full season at 32.8. Do you know how bad you have to be with this roster to finish 29th in offensive rating? So basically expects Billy Donovan to do a lot better offensively with the roster at hand to then give them over a 41 and a half winning percentage. But you disagree. You do not believe in Billy Donovan um, and his ability to at least have them so much better offensively to get over 34 wins. Here's the question I have for it. Again, how many times have we said that the Bulls are going to be better? The Bulls are back. The Bulls have a lot of talent. The Bulls have this. There's a lot of talent with no roster fit with that team. And I like Zach Levine. I think I want Zach Levine to be a Hornet. I've wanted him to be in a Charlotte uniform ever since he was in the draft. At the same time, I wonder how far you can get with him as your best player. And unfortunately, with what Wendell Carter is doing or isn't doing and what, again, wasting Lowry Markinen, I really don't like there's a lot of that that I think you're going to have to fumigate that roster before you can trust them to win. So I'm not so sure that this year is the year that they take that leap. It's probably next year because, again, there's enough you have to Billy Donovan's going to have to get his guys to believe in him to, to just even get to a place of functionality. I don't think it happens this year. Um, the Kings also, he disagrees with us saying it's a good value to bet the over on the Sacramento Kings with their 40.2 win percentage. He mentioned Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald could be gone, but he also assesses that there's going to be a return. And then he says Marvin Bagley should never have been drafted over Luka, but he can be a good player if he stays healthy. De'Aaron Fox has a legit star talent. I can't see their offseason moves making them two wins worse than last season. Instead, it seems pretty likely they'll be closer to 500 with a balanced schedule. And I do think that some of the things that he just talked about there with Heald and Bogdanovich and then, um, you know, th those guys being gone, even with the return coming back, maybe it's in the form of picks that don't help them. And then if De'Aaron Fox gets hurt or if it's someone that, as you mentioned, legit star talent, which I agree. I like De'Aaron Fox. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a believer. But if I'm wrong on that, then, yeah, it could go south for the Kings, and then they don't reach their win total from last year. I, I'm with you, Nada. I, I say bet the under on the Sacramento Kings um, with that being a bigger possibility. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense with the Kings. None of it. it we're relying on Luke Walton not to get fired midway. And I think that's a foolish bet at best. Let's rely again. Let's rely on chaos. It's the Sacramento Kings, even though Vlade has gone and they have their guys. I still don't trust any of them. And they've got to earn my trust. Quite honestly, I wouldn't even touch this, but if I'm going to have to touch it, it's under the Atlanta Hawks. He has uh, for you to take the under with their 43.3 win percentage. Now I do think that the Atlanta Hawks are going to be better than the Hornets. I do think that's something they could do. Um, I just, I, I just think even with as bad as their defense is, um, I, I still think that's a team that is going to get John Collins most likely for the rest of the season. I do think he is a really good player. 
Um, he's saying the reality is that they play in a division with two playoff teams and are a team that's not difficult to build a game plan against. A 12-win jump from Pythagorean expected last season to the total this season is just too much. So I, I have no problem with him saying take the under on this. We talked about them having more wins than the... Um, but still, I, I expect them. I have no problem with him taking the under on the Hawks. I don't have a problem with them taking the under on the Hawks because it's just they feel like a Trey Young sprained ankle away from hit, missing the under, uh, hitting the under easily. They feel like a sprained ankle, like he's out for a week, he's out for two weeks. And then after that, then what do you do? So I like that team. I think they need a second guy. I'm not sure it's Collins. And also, like, I have a, like, I'm hoping it's the over because I like Lord Lloyd Pierce as a guy, as a coach. But if they don't hit that over, they don't make at least a significant run towards a playoff spot. Again, they're going to hit the over because, again, it'll be probably Kenny Atkinson coaching if, if that's the case <laughs> because Lloyd Pierce will be out. Yeah, I think I might need to reassess my take on the Hawks just because. I think I just think of them having some guys that I like from the draft in the last couple of seasons and liking Lloyd Pierce as a coach too, but then kind of thinking about it and the piece easy young where, you know, Cam Reddish, he did come on strong at the end, but mm -hmm. those shooting percentages were pretty bad. DeAndre Hunter is someone, um, you know, it certainly wasn't a sure thing when you drafted him. Like, yeah, I, I don't know about the Hawks as far as them for sure being over the Hornets. Still, if, if I were to say the Hawks were under, we're talking about four or five. I thought that was interesting as far as the Hornets go. 26 being in a clear bottom tier due to the projections, despite what they did last season. Um, it, it's just, it, it just goes against the good feelings that you might have about this team. Even though, even though you might not be saying, Hey, we're, this is going to be a great team based on the wins they get next season. You're more excited about what the future holds. Still, it does kind of run contradictory. All right. That wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to rockauto.com for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most. Mm -hmm.